Hey guys, it's Monday and one game already happened and we're losers. Yay! Yay! Hey, hello, welcome to Football After Dark. It's football. Yay! I'm so happy that football is back. I'm not. Football. Aww. Oh yeah, me and Corey aren't allowed to talk yet. Ball. Uh, we're allowed to talk though. We are in the winner's circle today. Jubby, what's up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if we told you guys we're doing this, but every week, whoever's teams win are allowed to talk at the beginning of the episode. Whoever's team's lost, got to shut the fuck up. Damn. Sit down. Damn. But my Wait. team didn't lose. I guess you could, like, half talk. Now you have to shut up. <laughs> that was your one line, and you wasted it. <laughs> you wasted it. You blew it. Uh, anyway, how about, to football how about after them dark? Buccaneers, though? Yeah, well, welcome to Football After Dark. I'm your host, <laughs> Justin Jubby. Slow down. If I may. Number one Chiefs fan, Mass Dustman. Dustman, slow down. You're not allowed to talk yet. <laughs> He just Corey. wanted to rub my nose in it. <laughs> Hold on, Corey. Just let me eat my shit pie. <laughs> he, he I won't stand it. for this aggression of not aggressing me enough. <laughs> he broke it already. He fucking broke it. <laughs> and lastly, we're joined by Begging for it. professional sports broadcaster Nate Kuiper. You can talk now. Oh, I can? Yeah. You said lastly. Yeah, because well, I already introduced Corey. Oh, that's true, yeah. I felt like I got confused there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all happened at once, but we did it. That's cool. Yeah, football's back. So now that football's back, we're changing the formula around quite a bit. Um, instead of giving the scripted segments we've been doing before, we're just kind of going to freeform and like. We're gonna have we're fun. gonna we're gonna freeform talk for an hour and a half about football. Yeah, because there's just so much to talk about that they're trying to segment stuff out. It's kind of silly, and we're we're just gonna have fun talking about all kinds of football stuff. Hope you guys have fun too. If not, you can just leave. It's okay. Where are they gonna go though? Home. All right. I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure <laughs> we'll a, get to a better podcast. Stay, oh, stay, stay tuned to the end of the episode to figure out where you're supposed to go. Yeah, I'll tell you at the end of the episode. <laughs> Got to keep them hanging. I like I'll, it. I'll tell you in ten episodes where you're supposed to go. Oh God. We'll anyway, be, we'll be we'll be like scrote deep in the in the NFL season by the time they figure it out. You know what else we're about to be scrote deep in? Mm. The Jubby Report. Welcome to the Jubby. I wrote, here's what I wrote down at the start of the Jubby Report this week. I wrote down, Jubby is important. He's reporting. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's what I wrote. The head, the head this off. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? You've, you've done this so like It's like you're slowly descending into madness for every <laughs> single episode. I, I am. Every single Jubby Report you write, it's eventually like you're going to start the Jubby Report and you're just going to start reciting Lewis Carroll poems <laughs> like i believe it the jabberwocky <laughs> after taking a bad knee injury against the bears which made me really mad Packers quarterback aaron Rodgers says he's confident he'll play week two against the vikings my god aaron please don't die <laughs> we might lose anyway if you have to sit out week two just do it <laughs> uh he said that like immediately after the game didn't he yeah he did that's pretty crazy. Wait, this is a sidebar. Deshaun Kaiser went up to Aaron Rodgers after Green Bay's win over Chicago and thanked him for his first win as an NFL player. 
god. That okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like that makes me kind of sad. Can you imagine being Aaron? Maybe that's why Aaron was like so giddy at the end of the mm. game because he was like, I can't believe that guy just said that to me. <laughs> that was funny. We'll talk about. Trust me. We'll get the second it. this Jubby report is over, the very first thing we're all going to talk about is what happened Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, right before we start recording this, the Jets got done smoking the Lions in their season opener, which literally nobody in the known universe expected, except maybe Jets fans, and they're really happy right now. <laughs> Not even Jets fans, because, like, I, I mean, like, Jason Trier is a Jets fan, and, like, you saw the first tweet before the game. He's like, please be good, please be good, please be good. And then, oh, my God, no. Cause yeah, cause <laughs> Sam Darnold went ahead. His very first play as a as NFL quarterback uh, threw an interception. We'll pick six. An absolutely awful, across, terrible. Across his body, across the field. Yeah. Terrible read. There wasn't I, even a read. Yeah, it was a lame duck just I, put I, it up. I have to bring yeah. some stuff up. We're going to talk about it later. I... If if one game is anything to go off of, which it's not, Sam Darnold's Andrew Luck two electric boogaloo. Sam Darnold, all right, minus the snowboarding, yeah, incidents, yeah, 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 yeah. That literally just happened. Like when you're listening to this, whenever that is, hopefully soon after. It'll be it'll be, ten, it'll be the, the same night. I'm I'm, I'm putting this up. The okay. Same we record. Yeah. So when you hear this, uh, the Oakland Raiders and the Rams are currently playing as we are talking. Yeah, it'll probably be. Probably start of the fourth quarter by the time we post this. Right. So uh, we won't know the result of that game. We'll just kind of be checking our phones as we go, uh, most likely. Yeah, just as see the what kind of fun's happening. So, yeah. The LA Rams reportedly offered the Raiders two picks, a first and a third for Khalil Mack. Boy, would that have been less interesting. Mm. Just go and count and say that. That would have been so much less interesting. Why would it be less interesting? Because Rams are stacked enough. Put them on a team that makes... The other team, interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, okay, I can, can agree with that. Can I you can... imagine having Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack on the same team? Yeah, it's also really puke-worthy. I don't really know what you do. The Rams also wouldn't have any money or picks for the next three years. How do you <laughs> How do you triple-team two guys and still have people to throw to? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, they have uh, Ndamukong and Sue, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, who can, can pretty... He can beat a lot of the guards in the NFL still, even though he's kind of past his prime. Thank God he didn't go there. Jesus. Sunday's Titans-Dolphins game was technically the longest football game of all time, clocking in at 7 hours and 10 minutes because of multiple storm delays. God. Now, I think the fans who were sat there and stuck it out the whole time deserve free beer, unlike Browns fans. They don't deserve free beer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and the production. Oh, fun little aside from the Miami Dolphin Tennessee game. So the television crews that were at the game for Fox, uh, obviously you have all the cameras set up and everything. So, but because there were so many delays and because the lightning was so bad, a lot of the cameras got taken down. Aside from the fifty-yard cam that pans back and forth, like the the game, like the play cam. So when, if you were like a local market Miami Titans game. The rest of the game was only shot on, like, one camera. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. Like, when they would cut to it on Red Zone Channel and whatnot, yeah. just, they only had one shot the entire yeah. game. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, like, that's weird. that's a very, very strange thing to happen. And Chris Carter was on commentary for that game. He did really well. 
Yeah, he did really, really Chris well. Chris Carter was really, really good for his first time ever in a booth. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. So, not everybody – like, Chris Carter is obviously on TV. But, like, that's really – like, the transition it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy so. to be a, a color commentator compared to, you know, just regular sports talk on a show mm-hmm. or whatnot. You yeah. have to be able to, like, reply in the moment, and I don't know. It's just different. I love Chris Carter. He's one of my favorites. Hell yeah, on dude. On TV. Hell yeah. So. And finally on the Jumper Report, Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> By God, this Antonio Gates music! Oh, my God, he's back! He's got a steel chair! He's beating the hell out of Tony Gonzalez's records! By God, someone get in there! Welcome back to the NFL. I'm 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 glad he's back. That's Joey Report. Corey has no you, idea you, what just happened. No, Corey, you made fun of he Tony Gonzalez, my biggest man crush of all time, and I'm still laughing. Um, I have to tell. I have to. I should probably explain this to Corey real quick. Uh, I played uh because you can't hear what I just put up there. That was Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music. Who? Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music. I don't know who that is. Oh man. <laughs> that look was and then that was a, that was a bit we planned. Yeah, that <laughs> makes zero sense to me. That's fine. It was fun. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> anyway. So will the two of you that uh, that um, Let's, uh, you know know the Ba God that's so and so's music. <laughs> Let's talk about Sunday night, folks. All right. All right. I guess we can start with Sunday night. That was an okay game. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was an so, okay game. Tell you what. What's up? I was so scared. Well, everybody was. was so scared. Everybody was. A little bit bad. Aaron Rodgers going down is bad for football anyway. Anytime. Makes football mm-hmm. less interesting. Yeah. And less fun. Yeah. Um, so... We're recording this on Monday. I do my own shows on Monday. And I started out talking about the game and I, I don't know like okay we'll, we'll just cut Corey was not impressed okay so <laughs> yeah, here we go. all right so like I'm happy that Aaron was able to come back and play in the second half and everything they literally 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 ran RPO the second half the complete second half you know who fucking runs RPO fucking Nick Foles in Nick Foles' defense, that won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's on, that was the right call to do. I, you need to commend the coaching staff for having that in their repertoire. To the wide receivers who had like 150 yards after the catch. Oh yeah, shout out to Randall Cobb for sure. Like right, yeah, Randall Cobb's Devontae Adams had two great plays in a row. If you were if you were Aaron Rodgers and you were just getting like five or six yards per pass on every three or four passes, you're not going to win that game. It was like sh- it was a team effort. Well, it, of course, right? When Deshaun you know, Kaiser was in there, everybody's fucking. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback, and he yeah. probably probably is. But Question I'm just you. saying, you need to. Give credit where credit is due. It's. Do you think Tom Brady runs RPO on one leg? No one can run RPO on one leg except Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the, the point. 
Matt Stafford I mean, tried tonight. Of course it was right. a team effort. The Packers, <laughs> it's always like that on the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is not the only one who runs the here's, Packers. They are significantly worse without him because their entire scheme runs off of him. Here's the thing. No, um, here, here, well, oh, here's go something. ahead. You, you go first. The way the, there's two ways to build an NFL team these days. Uh, two ways. I was reading about this earlier. It's kind of like opinion, obviously. But you either find that once-in-a-lifetime talent that you have with an Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Tom Brady, or like you find a, a serviceable quarterback, keep him on his rookie contract for obviously as long as you possibly can, and build a defense around him and supporting cast. There, there's not many people that can do what Aaron Rodgers does. That look-off throw, nobody can do that except him. Like, whether you want to say like for RPO or whatnot, and like, uh, I lost my train of thought. I feel so dumb. No, it's fine. It's I. I get you. You are right that that now, pretty much is the model nowadays. The two teams. The thing about, and this is the thing that I think where you're getting at. It's the same thing that happened when Tom Brady came back in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, okay? Now, Tom Brady was obviously the one that orchestrated the comeback and was excellent in a game where he was getting just obliterated in the first half. Like, a lot of people forget that Tom Brady was getting his ass kicked in that game, even more so than Rodgers was getting his ass kicked last night, you know? Obviously, a lot of things need to go right for a comeback like the Packers this is their 100th season the Packers have played 100 seasons of football last night was their biggest comeback at home ever in 100 years they have the Packers in their in Lambeau or wherever they played before Lambeau has never come back from 20 points down in 100 years um, this is why you also don't take your foot off the gas yeah that's, what I, right, that's exactly what I was about that's, to say that's what I was like, getting at that's, like that's so was that was a rookie head coach mistake. Oh no! He, this is this Aaron is a Rogers. this is a Matt Nagy making a name for himself as blowing leads when he's the play caller. <laughs> it's obviously a lot of things have to go right for a twenty point comeback in the NFL. Okay. Right. Matt Nagy, Matt knows this. Or Matt, not just Matt Nagy. <laughs> is, Matt is, Nagy knows it too. Yeah, is, is from oh, wait, he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. And what does Andy Reid do in the first 10 plays? He's pretty scripty, boy. They're scripted, right? How good was Mitch Trubisky in the first 10 plays of the game? Whew. Didn't he look great? He looked amazing, right? And then the longer the game went on and the more it became, okay, Mitch, you kind of got to do some stuff. Well, not even just him. Whether you wanted him to do some stuff or not, just they didn't make any adjustments that they needed to. They took their foot off the gas when they had the lead. They, he was throw. He he did miss a couple open had, people. Yeah, he had big. Now they did have other chances to win, but I, I mean, it felt like watching the Chiefs in the playoffs. The dropped interception, the one missed play here, taking the foot off the. There were so many like right, things that, that the dropped happened. interception. No, that would have that would have ended it. That it would have ended the game. Yeah. When they uh when they uh tried passing the ball from second one or whatever a couple mm -hmm. times, in. in Instead of like going for it or running the ball like they should have been or could have been all night, and then kicking that field goal, that was one yeah. of the, that was such a Chiefs move. That was such a <laughs> that was such a well, we're gonna try to get s fancy with our play calling here, even though the running game's been what's been working for us tonight. 
It's second and one. Let's throw two times, stop the clock on incomplete passes, mm-hmm. and not even attempt yeah. a run. And now, well, I guess we'll kick the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Um, the Bears are going to win some games. Oh, like, yeah, the yeah. Bears are going to win some football games. Like, th- that that circumstance that happened, the only – the only circumstance, like I should say, not circumstance. The only game in which that game doesn't end up in a Bears win is if Aaron Rodgers, if that's not the Packers, if that's any other team, and that exact same thing happens, the Bears win that football game. Right. Like it was because it was the Green Bay Packers, and just you could say that environment, you could say it was whatever, but the thing. It was also clear, and again, this is another thing like supporting what you're saying. Khalil Mack was gassed in the second half. Well, that like that he was... his he was non-existent. But, but I think Balaga in, made some adjustments. In the second, the way he they was did. Balaga did well, but you got him, dude. Khalil Mack didn't have a training camp. Right. Khalil Mack was traded nine days ago. He no. he had like three solid days of practice, and they just. Dude, they threw him out there. He was out there for seventy percent of the snaps, and it it really showed in the later half. The Randall Cobb touchdown, he totally blew that play. He had a straight shot at Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and instead he second guessed himself and dropped back into coverage. And that second of indecisiveness by him was able to get Aaron Rodgers to look at Randall Cobb. And because he because if he if he would have been in coverage. Randall Cobb, he would have been right where Randall Cobb was if he would have. Yeah, no shit, he would have been right where Randall Cobb was. He well, was, he was, he was over near the, near the line well, of Cobb, scrimmage, and Cobb, Cobb was way up, but and Mac almost caught up to him. Right, it's scary. Yeah, yeah like that. That's the thing that people like. Oh wow, Mac almost comes. Like, yeah, that's because Mac was in coverage, but right. Mac didn't commit to the coverage quick enough. Right. That he was in a position to at least stop Cobb. And like, that will, he that clearly, will cease. he clearly could have. Caught him, right. <laughs> and that will likely not, change with more time. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming Mac for the loss. I'm not blaming. No, no, oh God, right. Mac, Mac put them. Mac was almost the reason why they won. Right, but uh, I, he, again, I'm gonna just reiterate my point. The team just literally ran an RPO. Aaron, in RPO, you read one coverage defender and you make your reads based off him. Aaron read Mac the rest of the game. And just did whatever Mac didn't want him to do. He still had to throw I know. without a plant. Like that. Listen, in the Randall Cobb thing. Okay, yeah, Rogers kind of like moves out to his left a little bit, but Randall Cobb's pretty much wide open, and then he runs down. The Geronimo Allison throw. That was a good throw. That, that is was- like uh, when you take into consideration that he pretty much has to throw that ball on his back foot and on his toes because he can't get the proper like torque the look off on that throw though dude the look off it's so masterful he might as well have walked down to the end zone and handed the ball to geronimo allison like i think that's the reason why people are just like that's just that's just insane right like the fact that you're able to do that with so many like like awkward things going on with your body and the pass was just perfect. Just absolutely perfect. I think that was the thing. Now, again, I, I, Rogers, and we've, t- I talk about Rogers. Rogers is just a, just a magician and he does things that other people can't do. And wherever you have 
you know, Rodgers in the pantheon of the greatest ever. Clearly, you put him underneath a lot of those guys that are just more accomplished than him. You just kind of have to do that. A lot of people just say, well, he's the best talent ever, so he should just be the best. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's not really how it works. For example, Tom Brady audibles out of that play that gets gets Aaron Rodgers hurt. Yeah. Tom Brady audibles out of that play. To something much, much safer. Yes. 100% 100% Whereas that's, Rogers, why that, that's why that shit doesn't happen to Tom Brady. Rodgers Rogers does these things where he doesn't do like... Greg Jennings talked about it this morning. Rodgers doesn't do like full play audibles. He'll just like switch up like routes potentially. He doesn't really do... He doesn't like full on audibles because he kind of just likes making it work a jazz musician yeah he's a jazz musician and he gets that's how he kind of gets his it's gonna sound kind of how he like get like gets his rocks off essentially where he he likes even if the the defense is perfect he still likes to try to make it work um which is part of the reason why he's been injured because that shit happens when you get injured um but rogers the argument is always going to be against rogers He's kind of in that same light as Peyton, where Peyton was just bananas to watch. Like, he was just unbelievable to watch. But, damn, like, when January and February roll around, if, if for some reason, it's just... And it's not even necessarily... And I think Peyton's the exception, because Peyton was, like, statistically... He was statistically way worse in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. Whereas Rodgers is kind of the same, but teams just, it's either he just can't catch a break and his defense gives up 50 points, or he just gets absolutely just slam jammed all game and doesn't have any time. Right. You know, he just can't. And of course, well, and that's not his, that's on uh, their front office and Mike McCarthy absolutely butchering, butchering everything. Yeah. Right. For Aaron Rodgers, dude. The, the reason why the Packers are relevant is because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've seen it again with Deshaun Kaiser 2.0 last year and Deshaun Kaiser this year. Any time that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, they, they're just an absolute trash boat, trash bucket, trash can mm-hmm. of a team. And a lot of people forget, you know, it was like, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers should have been to two Super Bowls because of the game against Seattle with the botched onside kick. Okay. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers should have been in that Super Bowl versus Tom Brady, not Russell Wilson. I don't know if he wins. Yeah. But clearly like the, the percentage chance that Seattle was winning that football game in that moment was in like the point decimals and just a freak thing happened. Um, but yeah, that game last night was that game was everything that you want the first Sunday night game to be like oh my God. Khalil Mack incredible. just absolutely just re- essentially just wrecking everything in the first half. Like even though he didn't have a lot of sacks, like it was just constant like pressure and Roquan comes in to relieve Mack for one play. And the very first play Roquan Smith plays, he gets a sack, which is just a cool thing. Um, and then just Aaron coming back and it being just insane. And and that's the thing. Like, I want to just give credit. Like, the the Bears are going to 
the Bears are going to win a lot of football games. Right. Unless if people go, oh, look how they won. Let's just do a quick passing attack and, you know, right. like hurry up offense. And, yeah. But it's Try- going to take a – they're not going to do it as well as Green Bay did mm-hmm. because of the quarterback. And I, the way they played it, I'm assuming they had it in their repertoire. Mm-hmm. They probably looked like, oh, shit, Bears passing attack is going to be – Pass rushing is going to be great. I feel even like, with before Khalil Mack came, so well, yeah, they were a top ten defense. I feel last like year, in Mike so. McCarthy's pocket, he's got a little button that says "In case of Matt Castle." Okay, <laughs> and then he just presses the button, and then the RPO playbook comes up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was. Do you think Kyle Fuller game, dropped that interception as a thank you to Green Bay for the contract? obviously this is a joke because kyle fuller dropped six interceptions last year he would have his defense man he would have had he would have been the best defensive player in the nfl those six interceptions but man he he missed interceptions it means he got a lot of swats you know what i'm saying yeah he got a lot of (laughs) missed interceptions or just passes deflected right yeah that's all it is you know (laughs) All right, so let's let's talk about since Corey led that one off, I'm gonna lead this one off. Can we, I know you're happy. I'm very happy. I know you're happy. I'm a very happy camper. I'm a happy boy. Okay, yes. you're a happy camper. Happy camper, happy boy. Okay, he was okay. Don't you fucking start he, with me. He was very. Uh, he was 15 of 27 for 257. That's very okay. But did you see some of them throws? There are throws like that in every NFL game. But did you see <laughs> some of them throws? I Listen. Okay. The okay. bread basket to sausage hands Sherman. The play that he threw the 58-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek on. He had less than two seconds to get rid of that ball. He had someone coming at him. He threw it while – he threw it in – the middle of the field, a little to the left of the middle of the field, while Tyreek was still on the right of the hash marks starting his route. As Tyreek, now this is part Tyreek speed, of course. I was going to say, Tyreek could have been on the sideline. That's true. It is part <laughs> Tyreek speed there. But he knew where Tyreek was going to be when he shotgunned that ball out of his hands right into Tyreek's arms. He takes it to the house. He had that one uh, play. He just kind of like just heaved it up in the air. Tyreek came down with it. He showed that. We don't even need – without Conley and Kelsey getting too involved, Mahomes showed he is full command of the offense. Some of the play some of the play calling from Reed was amazing. Some of their misdirections with the ball. I mean, this is September Andy Reed. He'll forget all about these play calls that he made in a couple <laughs> months. He had a long time. The momentum got rolling hard. It was game one, so he just – and I in the eighty five Bears could the have been Chargers out there. were trendy picks for AFC champions or Super Bowls. They have one of the best defensive backfields. They have potential future Hall of Famer in Philip Rivers, but all we've done is beat them nine times in a row. So um, he looked really good without Joey Bosa playing, who's like one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Yes. Two of his touchdowns were essentially volleyball sets to D'Anthony Thomas and Tyreek Hill. That's okay. 
The other two were legit. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not saying he's going to be bad at all. He didn't do anything to make me think that, like, wow. like He didn't have one of those moments like he did last year against the Broncos where he threw that interception, and I'm like, woo. <laughs> don't, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that in a game that matters. He didn't have any of those moments. Um, I'm just, like, one of those, th- like, yeah. I'm very proud of him. No, he's my new it, dad. It was great. It was fine. He's my new dad. I love him. The game... And then we'll see if he breaks the Chiefs' curse against the Steelers. That's what this I week. was. That's what I was gonna say. I'm not. I don't think any Chiefs fans should crown Pat Mahomes until he go until he can until he proves he can be the one that beats Pittsburgh. Like that's gonna that's it. Like um, it's gonna be because that's that's the end all be all. Because there isn't anybody else in the AFC that the Chiefs haven't at least had somewhat success against. Somewhat success against. You know. I guess the Ravens would be the other one, but you know that's give and take. Right. Um, it's not like it's not the the only team that owns the Chiefs is the Steelers, and I hate. Yeah. We haven't beaten them in years, and and it hurts. And if he's the one that is able to get us off the Steelers schneid, I swear to you guys, if if Pat Mahomes beats the Steelers. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't. I'm, it's gonna be like a mini Super Bowl for me. I won't know what to do. I won't be. And, and this is the thing that like Matt never believes me when I say this. I'm not going to be mad. Like I know you're Matt, not, but Matt, other Steelers fans will. That's true. Matt Matt doesn't believe that I have this like weird soft spot for the Chiefs even before I met him. <laughs> so like every single time the Chiefs play the Steelers and the Steelers win, I try to be that like supportive friend. And Matt will just reply with, no, no, fuck you, you asshole. You're a jerk. I hate your team. You're being insincere. I'm not, you don't, you go away. Now, now in my defense. I don't know. I'm just mad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do say that. But it's not so much you so much as the situations that the Chiefs lose. Whether they score more touchdowns and lose the game. Whether a fucking... Tipped past Antonio Brown is what loses the game. Whether it's when we're about to tie the game on the two-point conversion, James Harrison falls to the ground, takes a dive, and gets a holding call. Fucking god damn it. I hate all of it. And I just want it to end one time. Give, Let me taste Steeler victory one time. That's all I want. Pat Mahomes might be the key. If he is, I will do anything he wants. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is either the key or Andy Reid is the luck. We don't know which one. <laughs> that's some that's some that's profound that's some profound shit that's right deep there. Shit, man, I'm gonna go home and contemplate that. But no, I I wouldn't even be, dude. I I mean, not not to. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Here's the thing. I I feel like because I, I'm talking about it like this, I know we're gonna lose. But I'm gonna be so excited if we win. You like again? This is gonna be like a mini Super Bowl for me. If it happens, I might do a victory lap. I've always said, I've always like, like posed to myself, because <laughs> this is kind of dumb, but here it's just coming out. If the Chiefs ever won the Super Bowl, <laughs> okay, we're going big. Like we're gonna, be, I'd be watching at my house with my dad, obviously. Yes. But like we got this Chiefs flag, I would take it, put it on something, and like NASCAR victory lap around town. <laughs> I would I would start making pit stops to all my friends' house with the flag, get out, 
like I'd go to your door, Kuiper, knock on it, wave it around a few times, get back in the car. Why my door? <laughs> drive to here, Justin. And then I'd stop at Corey's. I'd go to my cousin's house, my uncle's house. I just wouldn't stop. <laughs> and and I'm not saying I'm going to do that if we beat the Steelers. But if we beat the Steelers, I have hope. Because then I feel like the Chiefs can beat any team in the AFC. Outside of the Jaguars. No, I think we can beat them too. Now, our our defense is still suspect. The, the, game, the, yeah. game, the game showed what I said about the team in a previous episode of Football After Dark pregame or preseason analysis. Our defense is going to be really bad, but our offense is going to be, whoo, boy, amazing because they explosive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we didn't have Eric Berry. Um, highlight was I'm so – I forget who had him and cut him, Ron Parker. I'm so glad we signed him back right away. He had a, a interception for us that saved the game. Um Game was a little closer than the the score actually lets on though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the, I'm really hyped. That they was just, the one thing that I got that kind of upset me. The people were like, "Wow, the Chiefs just dominated the Chargers." Like, not no, really. The, the like, LA receivers dropped a bunch of passes. We had a couple fluky plays. I game was a lot closer than it looked. And again, the Chargers. Not to say that Chargers are ever healthy, but when you don't have who is. Potentially their best player, period, in Joey Bosa. Right. Like, not having him, especially when, you know, you have Pat Mahomes back there who pretty much just had all day mm. to just, like what you said, like command an offense. You know, it, it gives – it's going to sound really funny, but, like, people are like, wow, why did they cover Tyree Kill? I'm like, try to cover Tyree Kill for longer than three min- Dude, three seconds. Yeah, like, I, I try. Think, I dare you. Yeah, like. No, he- on his uh one play, uh, he hit. I th- I don't. I think I said this before we started recording, so mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sorry if it's as a repeat. But uh, he hit 21.95 miles per hour on Sunday. He almost hit 22 miles per hour running. That's faster than all but one play in 2017. It's only week one, and he had the top four fastest plays last year. He's not even in his prime yet. He's gonna get faster every year. Uh, you can't one on one him. Until, Until he, doesn't. he doesn't, and he starts falling off. But, like, during this time, he's just going to continue to get faster. And and the Chargers' answers for that were to try to keep one safety deep over top as much as you can because if you one-on-one Tyreek Hill, he'll one move, you're gone. Mm-hmm. But the answer to that is, well, they bring him on across the field routes and get him open in the middle of the field. And then his speed, if he's got five yards on anybody, he can get around anybody. Yeah. No, that, that was the thing, like, for the punt return. I, I brought up the I brought up the thing of it. By the way, I mean, when Tyreek when the first time Tyreek touches the ball and he returns it, that game was over. <laughs> that, game, that game was over. He, he, like, it's true. It, it, the, 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 the game could have finished seven to nothing. That game was over. The second the very first time Tyreek Hill touched a football in two thousand eighteen, he housed a punt. Ninety one yards. Ninety one yards. And it was funny because I was watching the highlight. And my, my brother happened to walk in and I was like, I'm going to show you when he's open. I'm like, I'm going to show you when he, I'm, I'm going to show you when he's open. And he caught it and he took three steps. I'm like, he's open. <laughs> That's a touchdown. <laughs> he took three steps uncontested. He's open. And the, he, and then I showed my dad the both touchdowns he had. Well, two of the three touchdowns he had the, the punt return and then the catch that he had. I showed my dad. I was like, I want you to watch what he does when he's running into the end zone. 
He was like, everybody knows he's fast. I want you to watch. And he's like, okay. So he watched both. And he's like, what is it? I was like, he jogs the last 15 yards. And he gives the peace sign. He jogs, he jogs the last and give 15 him the peace yards sign. all the time because he can. <laughs> because from the 50 to the, the 16, he's just – he's already that many yards ahead of you. <laughs> so he's just like, okay, I'm just going to jog now. Um, no, I, I think that next week is a big thing and – not to segue. I, I want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Derwin James looked really good. Dude, he's my defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he looked really good. I mean, and then you had Casey Hayward with a hamstring injury. You know, he's not. Yeah, he's not 100%. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some things that could have went better for the Chargers that game. Uh, obviously, Casey Hayward's not going to keep up with Tyree Kill anyway, let alone with him having a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but Derwin James looked really good. He had an interception that didn't count. Mm-hmm. It landed outside, but I mean, he looked really good. If if you're gonna maybe also the fact that the uh, the the Chargers have been unable to beat the Chiefs for almost the last three and a half years. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, I think <laughs> the number. I think a lot of people are picking the Chargers to go, you know, go far in the playoffs into the Super Bowl. But yeah. I think almost everybody either has them losing one game to the Chiefs or just both. Because I think you can acknowledge the fact that the Chargers are a good football team. The Chiefs just own them. No, well, like, the Chiefs just own them, them the last four years. In general, Andy Reid's owned the AFC West, but I think that's also a byproduct of the Broncos and the Raiders just being bad. Uh, it'll be interesting to see as the division gets more competitive. I mean, mm-hmm. the Broncos won, right? No, they, the Broncos did Broncos win. Broncos won, and I mean, are the Oakland going right now? Are the, the Raiders winning? The, the Raiders were winning. Uh, as last I saw, it was ten to seven. I don't know who was up. Um, uh, okay. Oh, it, and uh, sidebar to that Rams game. So uh, Marshawn Lynch scored a ten yard running touchdown where he like carried a pile the uh, last four and a half yards. The only LA Ram not attempting to tackle Marshawn Lynch. Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Look at that picture. Wow. <laughs> And I'm looking at a picture of Marcus Peters basically just going like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're cousins. I know, but like, he's just looking at it like, nah, I know what's going to happen. Get your bag, fam. <laughs> yeah. Get your, get your bag. He's look, and whoever number 23 is isn't trying to tackle him either. I don't know who he's that is. He's trying to jump in the pile. He's looking like he wants to get in the pile. Marcus Peters is just there like, he's, he's that's because Marcus Peters knows. He's like, man, I'm no. Man, I'm, not try, I'm not trying to tackle Marshawn. Uh <laughs> No, I think uh, I think you I think you can acknowledge that the Chargers are a good team, and also simultaneously be aware of the fact that the Chiefs just it's right. just it's it's well, getting to the point where it's like kind of how like Pittsburgh has been with Cincinnati the last couple years, where like even if Cincinnati has a really loaded roster, which they have the couple times, Cincinnati just can't seem to beat Pittsburgh no right. matter what. It's kind of getting to that point. Well, Sandy. San Diego. There's, well, you could say San Diego. Right. We all know they're, who you mean. They're, if you watch them play, they're a very steady-paced team. Yes. And when you go against Andy Reid that has the first whatever play scripted for whatever possession scripted that is designed to get you out ahead fast, that and forces the other team to play from behind. That just doesn't really work out, you know. Yeah. No, so, it's true. Right. 
Maybe that's why the Chiefs had such have like such success against the Patriots too. That like you know that their first ten plays are scripted, but they can be anything. Right. Like it's not like this is this is a running team and they're gonna come out running the ball first. You don't know what they're gonna do. It could be ten plays of anything. Um I guess we'll talk about I mean, we talked about you know, I guess we'll mean you could be sad now. Um so your game was great. That was a fun game to watch. Your game was the highest scoring. Although you lost. He's he was talking, week he was talking about high game, Joe's Bees, and then now he's talking about Corey. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry for those of you that are audio listeners, which is all of it. I did point at Justin and say, your game was probably the game of the week. You know, Corey, despite the Saints losing, that was a just an insane game to watch just because of the theatrics of it. And Michael Thomas had 16 catches. He did. Absolutely insane. That's Kamara had three touchdowns. Yeah, and like, we said, and all of us are beginning the season. I don't know if he's going to have that kind of production still. Well, I think he was going to have that production early. Right. I'm worried about his like long term mm. durability. Mm. Is if he constantly has to go yeah, out I'm, there. I'm definitely worried about like weeks three and four. Right. Like because I don't, who was that running back that came in and fumbled? Was it Boston Scott? It might have been Boston Scott. Like when you have a when you have the guy. Okay. Well, it we was don't. Gillisley. It was Gillisley. You're right. Um, so they bring in Gillisley, right, to kind of relieve they've had, who they've had for a week. Yeah, and the his he goes into the game and he immediately fumbles. the The announcers for the game nailed it on the head. He's like, all that's gonna do is put more pressure on Alvin Kamara because now you have to like, well, damn, right. like we can't trust Gillisley, who is usually sure handed. Now we just have to throw Kamara out there more, which worked. I mean, when you think about just from his production standpoint, right. um, what. We'll talk about you. Like, was it just? Was it the turnover? Was it the fumble recovery? Like, did, was that the deciding factor? Because uh, I mean, you only, they only won by eight, right? So it's a one possession game. But you know, it was Saints kind of scored a little bit in garbage time. Uh, was the defense just not? The defense just wasn't there. Like, I don't right. know. Like, I think it was. If you look at our players, like. After last year, they're they were young and a lot of them were a little bit cocky and everything and you know they all all of them were saying like you, it should have been us in the Super Bowl. Well, it should have been, yeah. Yeah, and so I think they kind of like oh week one against the Bucks and they kind of like rode it off a little bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick right. and and then but you know it's it you're gonna have the one game a year that you're gonna lose that you shouldn't right no team has that no team will win every game that they should right speaking of that so as i was saying justin's team is the green bay packers and they potentially were involved in the game of the week Corey's team despite them losing was you know it was one of the highest scoring game it was the highest scoring game in week one history Matt's game. Alive, baby. Yeah, Matt's Matt's game was was oh, was you know I mean the the fireworks with Tyreek Hill oh, and it was you know Pat Mahomes' first meaningful start oh. and the Chargers had a lot of hype. Was like, right, hold on, right before you get into that because uh, I don't know where to go. Give me one second. I was just looking at it. Matt, what are you? Matt Thomas had sixteen catch. Mike Thomas okay. had sixteen. All right. Well, you, you said Fitz Magic, so yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the quote from Cutter at the end of the yes. game? Yes, yeah. Dirk Cutter said <laughs> he that. He said Fitz Magic is still alive. Yeah, the, they asked Fitzpatrick about that. Fitzpatrick on Fitz Magic memes. His quote: 
I thought it was called Mimi, but I guess it's called Meme. Some of the guys showed me some in the locker room, and I thought it was pretty cool. Tend to stay away from that stuff, though, because there's a lot of bad stuff out there. <laughs> what a Harvard grad. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, what a Harvard grad, dude. I'm sorry. So you said Fitzmagic, and I had to give that out. God, I bet, he sit, I bet at night he puts on, like, a silk robe, sits in front of a fire in a leather chair, and drinks an old-fashioned. Probably. <laughs> Sucking on a pipe. I thought it was Probably pronounced Maymay. <laughs> I thought it was pronounced Maymay. Yeah, but... All right, uh, so either, that's either one answer for that question, or he's a meme king himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes back to the, you know, the OG, like, I thought it was Maymay meme. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wasn't that the first meme ever? Oh God. Wasn't no. that like the? I I I don't want to know. Yeah, we don't want to know. So, but yeah, the the point I'm trying to get to is, is that you know, all three of you had like you know whatever. My team sucked so bad we couldn't even lose. God, that was such a hard game to watch. That was that was, I watched that entire game in between like the commercials, and I'd go to red zone. I don't. Oh man. I don't know what makes me more mad. The fact that the Steelers could play quite possibly the worst game I've ever seen them play and still not lose or for some reason play that poorly and people be like relieved at at it. Like like oh man, like that's who boy. Like thank God we didn't like did you watch the game? We had six turnovers. I have no there idea. There were 23 penalties in the game. I have no idea how you don't lose a game on six turnovers. Because that's the most Cleveland thing in all of Cleveland sports. To end a losing streak and turn it into a winless streak. I cannot believe how many times they picked off Ben and then went three and out because Tyrod Taylor fucking underthrew everybody. Jarvis Landry had two really good catches in the game that were both he had to come back to wild yeah that he had to come back they were like wildly underthrown their coaching staff is all over the place Hugh Jackson actually said in the press conference yeah Josh Gordon wasn't actually supposed to start but he ended up on the field on our first drive we don't know how that happened the Browns are a dumpster fire with Hugh Jackson as a head coach and I'm they need to cut him. And I, I've already seen enough of Tyrod Taylor. The, the one thing that they said you'd get with Tyrod Taylor, the absolute one thing, he doesn't throw interceptions. He keeps the – and he, he threw two. One got called back, but he threw two interceptions, had a couple more close calls because every pass he threw was underthrown. And that's counting the fact that he – I think he was like 15 of 49 – he was 15 of 40. He's 15 of 40. You know what they also say about Tyra Taylor? Oh, he doesn't lose your games. He didn't. Can we just say one <laughs> Can we just Hey, can we just say one thing about Tyrod though and then I'll get back to the Steelers. Yeah. He wasn't the problem in Buffalo. Clearly. No. <laughs> Clearly he wasn't oh, the problem in Buffalo. Poor, poor no, Nathan Peterman. Poor Anybody Nathan. Was... The, that the who, oh, the head coach of the Bills, what's his name? Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. He is not very good with quarterbacks. No. He I mean he did this stupid thing last year where he sat Tyrod while they were winning games 
and put Peterman in, let him throw, let him, let him throw five interceptions and a half or whatever it was. And and then like, well, okay, put Tyrod back in. I want to know what the hell happened there. And then this time to not pick Josh Allen as your starter to throw Nathan Peterman out there who went like two of 15 for like 20. He does 0.0 quarterback rating. Yeah. Oh, sidebar, the last three quarterbacks to do that were Nathan Peterman, Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning. <laughs> but, but Nathan Peterman, zero. That's a pretty good list to be on. <laughs> well, all Nathan right. Nathan Peterman's going to win a Super Bowl <laughs> at one point. Fuck? Zero percent, or zero percent, zero point zero QBR. And then for McDermott to be like, well, all right, we tried again. Go to the bench. Now let's put in Allen while we're down 40 points. I feel so bad for that organization with Sean Dermott as a head coach. Yeah. And he kept his job because they went to the playoffs because the Ravens beat the Bengals. Reverse. Bengals beat the Ravens. Bengals beat the Ravens. Um We'll get I'll I'll get to the Ravens are another one of those things that like people are like, Wow, the Ravens look great. The Bills are the worst team in the NFL. Right. Like the Ravens are I, I heard a, a good thing about the Ravens are not going to beat the really good teams. They're not talented enough to beat the. They're not going to beat Pittsburgh. They're not going to beat Kansas City. They're not going to beat Patriots. They're not going to beat the Jaguars. They're not. They're definitely not going to beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars whoop the crap out of them every time they play them. But the Ravens, the Ravens are like the perfect, and that's why we made the joke that the Ravens are an eight and eight team, because the Ravens are going to lose to every single good team they play, but they are going to whip the shit out of every bad team they play. It's that weird thing where, like, when the Ravens play a bad team, they just annihilate them. Their defense is good enough that they'll take advantage of any right any dysfunctions you have on offense right of all the nathan peterman's yeah. in existence uh but just getting back the only thing i'll say about about apparently this... there's three yeah two of them have the last name manning that's right <laughs> the only other thing i'll say about the steelers game is i'm glad no one won because no one deserved to win you do not deserve to win when you turn the ball over six times. And you also don't deserve to win when you get six turnovers and don't win. <laughs> so no one deserved – that was the perfect ending to that game in an awkward, terrible, messy tie with two missed field goals at the end that both kickers should have made from essentially the same spot with 23 penalties and just – Horrible conditions. All the stupid things that happen. I mean, you can go to like one of the punt plays where I, I forget who's catching punts for the Browns, but he had nobody within 17 or 18 yards of him. And Peppers. Called, Peppers. Yeah, Peppers. He had no one within 17, 18 yards of him, and he called a fair catch, and that was one of the like last punts by the Steelers when he could have minimum gotten it 20 more yards downfield to set up another field goal or something. He's like, no, I'll fair catch this with nobody in 20 yards of me. Like, or the, or the play where the Steelers blocked a punt without touching it. Yeah. Oh my God. That happened. One of the, one of the Browns, oh, up, the one where it went out of bounds. Yeah. One of the Browns up backs was getting pushed back and Cole quit. Got so paranoid about it that he tried to kick it away from him and he kicked it like that fif- oh, 15 yards to the shank. left. Such a shank. I was, I was like, Colquitts are some of the better punters yeah, in the NFL, too. that's the thing. Like, I always get really excited when they play each other. It's the Colquitt Bowl. And their dad, like, is always there, and he's like, he just looks like a mean old man. Ted Matt, he always yeah. gets hyped up. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. But, yeah, the Steelers, I don't know, man. The Steelers didn't deserve to win. The Browns didn't deserve to win. The Browns fans don't get free beer, so I'm happy. 
Um, they deserve each other. Le'Veon, who does? The, the Browns and the Steelers. The Browns and the Steelers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're the most talented, dysfunctional franchise in the NFL. And the Browns are the most talentless, dysfunctional yeah, franchise exactly. in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's the perfect like marriage of just awfulness. Uh, how do you think James Conner is going to do the rest of the year? I mean, he's leading the NFL in rushing right now. I mean, that's not a bad run defense he was against right and like in a situation where pretty much the browns play that weird defense where they just put 10 guys at the line of scrimmage and put peppers really far back i mean everybody on the planet knew that the steelers were going to come out and try to run the ball we ran the ball 28 times and i mean for god dude had 192 scrimmage yards yeah like but against a really good defense in i understand he had the, and that's the thing that all the Le'Veon supporters are saying. Like, he had the fumble that cost us the game. I'm like, no, Ben had five turnovers that cost us the game. Like, Jesse James had a pass hit him right in the hands, go over his head, and get picked off. That cost us the game. Oh, no, a second-year running back with not much playing time in horrible, raining conditions with a really wet ball in his hands. It slipped out? Yeah. Oh, what? Being hit what? by – Being hit by who, – Who being hit by – who is going to be one of the best all like defensive players in the league, Miles Garrett. Like Miles Garrett is just a freak. Like I'm sorry. Like he's he's going to be as advertised and Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah, he looks like Lionel Richie a lot. Uh there's a really funny picture floating around on Twitter where uh Ben's getting hit and Ben just looks really funny as he's being hit and that's like the I don't know whatever, but um I, I don't know, man. Like, the Le'Veon supporters are there, like, saying, ah, oh, James Conner fumbled and it cost them the game. Like, James Conner had 192 scrimmage yards, which is more total scrimmage yards than Le'Veon Bell has had and I believe, his last three games against Cleveland. He did it in a game. Like, well, they're going to be okay. There was four receivers in the NFC South that had 150 receiving yards this year, this week. In the NFC South? In the NFC South. Oh, yeah, Julio had over 150. Julio, Michael Thomas had 180. And then uh, Mike, Evans. Mike Evans and Deshaun uh, Jackson both had 150. I was going to say, who caught 150 passing yards for the Panthers? Nobody. <laughs> I was going to say nobody. <laughs> nobody. A lot of rushing yards, though. Oh, okay, so the other thing, I know we got off topic with Khalil Mack. This is the other thing I wanted to talk about. I know the Raiders might be winning right now, but with the events that happened on Sunday – and then, okay, so the, the afternoon games happen, and then the Sunday night game happens. Khalil Mack goes crazy in the first half. Not only that, but you saw what Pat Mahomes did, okay, and how good he looked. Obviously, Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers, and he's a good player. Dude, Case Keenum threw for 360 and three touchdowns. What do you – like – Against the terrible Seattle defense. That's fine. I get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just memeing. I know what you mean, but like, still, like Case Keenum threw for 360 yeah. yards. It's not like I I said it. How nauseous would you have to be to be a like? You just let your best defensive player go, and there are three quarterbacks in in your division that are like, wow, like they're good. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you had Earl Thomas who didn't come into practice until this week. Yeah, he did. He was one of the last people that were holding out that came in and uh i mean like he case keenum i said it before he's not going into that different of a situation he has two receivers that are almost the same as what he had and they both 
had incredible games. Right. Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders had really good games. Right. Like, he's, he's very serviceable, especially if you get him good receivers. And obviously, the receivers that he's had in the past two years are some of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a quick update as we are doing this. 15 seconds left in the first half. Raiders and Rams are tied 10-10. Yeah. So... So we're going to talk about James Conner. I want to – Kuiper. Yeah. How do you feel about Saquon Barkley? You don't think very good, right? No, I think his his performance yesterday is over-exaggerated because he had 70 yards on one carry. Okay. Because uh, how do you think he's going to do? Yeah, you take, you take off that 68-yard run and he's got well, – He's got – he had 30 – he had 17 carries, 38 yards. Yeah. That's what I said in the preseason. Which uh, yeah, I, I'm and I'm using that as right. like that's the, that's what I'm gonna do from now on. Like, it's not like James Conner, where James Conner was having six yard runs, eight yard runs, ten yard runs, twelve yard runs, twenty yard runs. Barkley was like two yards, two yards, three yards, two yeah, yards, that, two yards, seventy yards, two yards, three yards, two yards. Yeah, yeah. But that was against one of the best. Defense. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, do you so know what I the think... average? You know what the average uh, yards per rush against Jacksonville is? Four point two six, because of because of that big seventy yard run. No, no, no. That was in twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, you what you what Barkley's average was? What last game? Five point two six because of one he run. He beat the average. It doesn't matter. He beat the average, oh my, baby. Oh my god. He's, the best. He's rookie of the year. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking. Uh, I know you're joking. He's gonna be one of those bursty guys that needs a every down back behind him, probably. Mm. No, he well, he is the every down back. The problem is, he is should that not be. He's the no. He well, that's the, he. You were almost he's streaky. Where like Saquon's that type of player. Streaky, streaky, streaky. He's <laughs> he's the type of player that is gonna have. It's those. Maybe maybe <laughs> he's kind of gonna be like. You might not want to hear this. He's kind of gonna be like Kareem last year. Where Kareem gets a lot of those like one yard runs, two yard runs, three yard runs. Oh man, he had a big hole, but he kind of gets tripped up. But then like randomly in the third, he just breaks one, and he and he goes for like seventy five yards, or like a little bit later in the game, he'll have like two like thirty yard runs. Yeah, but Kareem had a high YPA. No, that's true. Well, maybe because he had the longer runs. I don't actually. know. That's what I'm saying. Well, and also Kareem had a really bad middle of the year. So yeah. it, it gets it gets really weighted, but I just think Barkley's gonna be that offensive line is is still very it's, below average. Right. It hasn't it needs time to gel. Yeah. Uh Will Hernandez and Nate Solder. I and, think I think I think Barkley will be a good every down back yeah, just he will because be. he, he can do it all. He can mm-hmm. bruise for a few yards, he can yeah. catch the ball, you know. Uh but and this was definitely a defense to go up against for your That's, first game. Yeah, Especially that, when you didn't you were out most of the preseason mm-hmm. with was a hamstring yeah. foot. Uh I think both. Yeah, it Might was have been both. But I That's a hell of a like baptism by fire. Right. That you, your going first in, game is against the best defense in the going NFL. In, going in not a hundred percent against the best defense. Yeah. Welcome to the NFL. Serious yeah. Like that was that was a welcome to the NFL. Now I think Barkley will be fine from this right. point forward, but that game was that game was very misleading. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a very misleading. I mean, he had an amazing game. day. He had an amazing run. He had he one had, amazing run. And you have, I mean, you're, you have two plays that are overthrown by Eli Manning that should have been touchdowns. That 
I mean, you'd be up in that game, and he'd have he then, even he gets more, more carries. He'd have even more carries. But instead, he's playing behind, and mm-hmm. you know he doesn't get as many touches. Yeah, that's why the James Conner thing is so. In my opinion, it's more impressive because he had ten more carries right. than Saquon did. You know, um, and a hundred more yards. And a hundred. Yeah. He also should have had another touchdown, but the the one got that got that was the most. Can I just tell you that that little moment where the Steelers had the ball at the goal line is a synopsis of what it's like to be a Steelers oh, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what that's what line. that's what my life is the like. Goal line rushing in. Oh, it got called back. Oh, it's the goal line again. <laughs> Oh yeah! Now we're at the, now we're at the the twelve touchdown. Oh man, it gets called back. Now we're at the twenty-two touchdown. Okay, that one counted. That's what that's what my life is like. All right. So that's like, that's the Steelers fan life. Last year you had the Lions fan life where it was okay. Oh we got a touchdown. God. It got called back. Okay, we got another one. It got called back. Okay, we got another one. It got called back. I guess we'll just kick a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's uh, mo- moving on from that. Oh, no, I know. What- Do Are we ready to push the panic button for Dallas yet? No. No? No. They no. have to find a, no. a new identity until they're lined Why'd 100%. they cut Dan Bailey? <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's the only thing that ha- that from that Dallas game that I took, like, that's bad. Like, you got to eat some crow. If you're Jerry Jones cutting Dan Bailey and then that dude gets sent out and he misses that kick. The reason why you don't push the panic button. Two reasons. One, that's a damn good defense in Carolina. That's like a really good, that's a bad matchup for Dallas. Wait, your entire team is Zeke and you're going up against one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Right. That's a bad That's a bad matchup. Well, I, I know Carolina's defense yeah. is good, but um, Dak Prescott is starting to show that he's not who we thought he was when he killed Tony Romo. He's he's very much I think it got overblown when people He he had a Mark Sanchez moment and now he's coming back down and we're waiting for the butt fumble. There was almost a butt fumble in uh, the Chicago Green Bay game. There who but anyway. someone did have a butt fumble. I saw it. Oh shit. Trubisky did fumble when he bumped the ball off of his lineman's butt, but he recovered it. The we haven't forgot about that. Trubisky had a few bad snaps to him that, like, totally Very, blew up the play. At yeah. the end of the game, it seems like the center probably was nervous or something because there was, like, there was like one low snap and two high snaps back-to-back. Yeah, it was bad. Like, but anyway, th- that's the one thing. That's a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Right. I When we did our projections, I had them losing that game to Carolina despite me not being high on Carolina. The Dallas offense, first of all, also just staying with the first point, Obviously, Travis Fedrick not being there, despite them pr- thinking he was going to be there. Obviously, he doesn't. He can't do anything about it because of the illness that he has. But you're you're essentially an offense that is predicated around the fact that you need to run the football because your outside talent isn't that great. When you go up against a defense like Carolina on the road, when they've had a long time to prepare for you, it just doesn't work out. The one the reason why I'm not pushing the panic button yet. Dallas's defense played pretty good. I mean, when you only have 256 yards of total offense, that means your defense was going out there a lot. And the fact you only gave up 16 points to Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey and Devin Funchess on the road, that's the reason why I'm not too worried about it because the Dallas defense played really well. Yeah. So 
I mean, if it if it kind of if the Dallas Cowboys kind of turn into this like poor man's version of Jacksonville, because it kind of looks like that's what these that's what they're gonna be now because no Dez and no Witten. Mm. I don't think it can work in the NFC because the NFC is just too good. The NFC is too good, but you can you can still win games. You can still beat the teams that don't have good front sevens and can't get after Dak and can't rush the passer and what. Why is it that the NFC is so much better than the AFC? Luck? Mm, no, better, better, better teams. No, better. AFC has luck, you idiot. Ha. I love him. I'm so glad he's back. Better, oh, uh, luck. better, uh, better GMs. Every single yeah. team in the NFC has a franchise quarterback. Every single team. Not a single one doesn't have a plan for the future for quarterback. Or at least has one currently. Every single team does. Not the Giants. They got rid of their plan for the future. Oh, Sam Darnold's going to play quarterback. Not Sam Darnold. I'm dumb. I was going to say Saquon Barkley, but then I thought about I got confused. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I uh, I I know I've been talking a lot today. No, it's all good. I know what the I know what the Cowboys are doing. Yeah, you're asking about Dan Bailey. I know what the Cowboys are doing. Jerry Jones put him in timeout. <laughs> you say he's going to sign him he's back. Gonna, he's going to re-sign him. Remember last year when he missed that field goal and Jerry Jones just walked out? That's his punishment. <laughs> Oh, getting his cut punishment week one. is losing. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. That, that's that's the punishment from Jerry Jones. He this is what you do to me, Dan. <laughs> this is what you do to me. <laughs> this is it. what you have. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> you have a ninety-nine percent completion rate. You missed the one kick. You're the second most accurate kicker in all of NFL history, but you lost us that one game. Get out. Jerry Jones is texting Dan Bailey pictures of Jerry cutting himself, saying, this is what you do to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. So, uh, I guess in keeping a panic button, what about them Titans? Oh, no, they're, Mariota, like, they're, they're Mariota. They look like a dumpster no, fire. Now, Mariota's bad. The, well, you can now push the panic button because Mariota got hurt. Delaney got hurt. Mariota might be back though, but they Delaney got matter. hurt. Their starting tackle got hurt. Uh, oh, Lawan? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's really dude, good. I think you actually do need to push the panic button on them right now. Dion Lewis played better than Derrick Henry did. Like I said, every single time one of you brought, oh man, Derrick Henry. I'm like, but Dion Lewis is there, and you guys were like, who cares? And I'm like, well. The Titans do. They're an idiot. So th- th- this is why you push the panic button because they didn't give the ball to Derrick Henry. If he would have gotten it, okay, hold on, I gotta look he up. He had twenty, he like twenty-five yards. If he got fifty-five more, they would have won. No, no, no. Let me just look here. Let me just let, let me look. Right. Dion Lewis had seventy-five yards. Derrick Henry had twenty-six. You add Dion Lewis's seventy-five to Derrick Henry's twenty-six. That's over a hundred yards. They would have won that game. <laughs> what? They only lost by seven. All right. They win every game that Derrick Henry has over oh, 80 yards okay. rushing. Yeah, the, the the stat that I love bringing up all the time. If they would just give the ball to Derrick Henry, who cares if Blaine Gavich, yeah, your quarterback, or that, Marcus that, Mariota sucks? And his only claim to fame, his only that, claim uh, to fame is that he's too scared to throw the ball in the red zone. That's yeah. what that uh, that's what that stat line reads to me. Honestly, that's what that stat line reads to me. What? For how many carries does he? What's his average carry amount? Do you know? Derrick Henry? Yeah, I know it's low. Well, it's, it's not. It's second. not as much as they treat him all as like the a second, other good running backs. They treat back. him as a secondary, and if every single game he gets more than eighty rushing yards, they win. That says something about Derrick Henry and the production he's not getting. 
Yeah. Like really. He's not like, getting he's not getting the production that he is fully capable of getting. Right, exactly. And that's the problem the within the organization. They don't believe in him for some reason. We don't know why. The, the, I but. mean, I they just the team looks bad. And we No, they that. look very bad. And They're I mean, I know we we were getting ready like we think the AFC South is one of the best better divisions in football. I had them finishing but, last. But like I think all of us probably did. I no. think we did. Tennessee finishing last. I had them as a wild card. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had ten, 10 and six. Oh shit! Well, hey, it's my birthday. It's rough. It's your birthday. It's my birthday, Happy birthday right Matt. now. Okay, we're editing that out. <laughs> it is. It's what? real life. That's Dude. also getting edited out. I mean, it happened <laughs> sixteen years ago. Why you got to bring me down, Bruce? No one. <laughs> At least you did have. No one got that reference. I don't. I, I didn't even hear what you said. Don't bring me down by ELO. Don't bring me down. Bruce. Hi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. know what that is. All right. We're, gonna, we're just going to take off the last half of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to delete this episode. <laughs> no! Oh, man. My phone's blowing up. All right. All right anyway. Go away, phone. I'm trying to look up Anyway, it's Matt's birthday. Yay! Yeah, happy birthday, I'm man. I'm trying to look up fun football things. Uh, move. Okay, so the next thing. Uh, real quick. Of the AFC, all of the AFC South teams, only one of them won. Right? Yeah. So, like, Jacksonville's gonna win, right? Jack, the only <laughs> one that won that is is the one that's gonna win that division. I think it's pretty right. obvious. Yeah. Matt has the Colts winning the division. I did have the Colts winning the division. You're wrong. I think it was just a fluke. Did I you can't no, it believe was, it they was, lost to Cincinnati. It was 100% a fluke. Did you see how fast that kid was as a defensive player? Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> the dude who came in for Sean Williams? Fed, Fedulum? Fledulum? Fledulum. Oh, my God. Magellan? He was so fucking fast. He could beat Tyree Kill in a race. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that, was, that was a – like, that happened in like I want to see – Second. Uh, it was so they, wild. Was he – he had to be on the max speed report. <laughs> <laughs> It was, right. it was wild. So, and that wasn't even Andrew Luck's fault, by the way. Clearly, yeah. Clearly, like, the Colts were driving. At one point, Luck was 20 of 25. He was playing really good. And the Colts the Colts just constantly find ways to just rip the rug out from underneath Andrew Luck. Yeah, so. yeah because of scheduling conflicts, and the, like, the pre- they, we wanted to put one more episode out before the season started. We weren't able to. We were going to predict the, the, you know, the AFC South. But, uh... We couldn't. So we're just going to throw out what we predicted real quick. Just like who is winning and if any of them are a wild card. Since I'm already talking, I'll start. Um, I have the Jags winning the division, of course. And I have the Colts getting in as a wild card, barely skating by it. I have the same. Yep. I have the exact same. I have the Jaguars winning the division. I have the Colts as a wild card team. Andrew Luck plays a full season. The Colts make the playoffs. That's yep, pretty that's, much. That's the, it's, it's, that's it's the just, formula. Yeah, and looking at this formula. first game, it is business as usual in Indianapolis now. I actually have a really funny thing where I think the Jaguars have a sub 500 record in the division. I have them going two and four in the division. But the only other two games they lose, I think, are the Chiefs and the Rams, I think they play. Is it only. A, no, I think they play the Eagles. Whatever, whatever the best NFC team they play. Are the only two games I have the Jaguars losing outside of their own division. That's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Matt, what? Who do you have winning the division? The Colts. Colts. Yeah, the Colts. Do you do have you... any of the other teams getting in as a wild card? Oh, Jags? I think I. Yeah, let me see who my other wild card team was. I know I'm. It's derailing. probably Jags. I should have had it brought up, but again, my. If anybody but Jags, you're probably wrong. No, 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 I had the Jags, but I think I had multiple. Because the Colts. 
Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Titans. Okay. But yeah, because you didn't. You obviously you had the Titans finishing last. Yeah, I had the Colts and the yeah, Jags. Colts and Jags. Because okay. I have uh, uh, Titans and Houston both finishing eight and eight and missing the playoffs. What about you? I had uh, Jacksonville with the best record in the NFL with fourteen and two. <laughs> Yeah! Nice. And then I had uh, Titans getting in as a wild card, 10-6. I don't know. I mean, if you have to pull it up. I just want to know who the two losses are. Because if the Jaguars go 14-2, and two, I'm going to... Well, they went 13-3 and three last year. They went 10-6 last year. Shit, why did I think they went 13-3? and three? Steelers. I have no idea. But and Titans. I'm sorry. I take it back. You have the... St- why? Uh, Because they met about last year. We were mad when we played them in the playoffs. Nope. And we lost worse. You mad this year because this year you tied with the Browns. That's what really makes me mad. You guys tied to the Browns and you're gonna be angry and come oh, yeah, into the yeah. Chiefs and play angry as you always do. You no. guys always have a uh, you guys always have like an extra stick up your ass when it comes to the Chiefs games that like gives you that extra oomph. Now I want to play like, a bit like last year game. we lost to the Bears, right? And then <laughs> and then right after you rebound against the Chiefs, I think that. You know how much of a stick you stick up your ass a tie is in the NFL? Oh, it's got to be awful. It's a perpetual. So uh, I'm changing my prediction. The Steelers are going 15-0-1. Oh, dear. <laughs> Do you have any idea how uh, mad I'll be? The, 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 the stick might come loose week 17 when they don't have to play any starters. So let's take the stick out. And then we'll, and then we'll just – So maybe it's 14-1-1. We'll, we'll just give the Bengals a gimme yeah. at the end of the year. I mean, why not? They'll, have, they'll, they'll get their third win. So, oh. <laughs> so all right. The only games or things that we haven't really touched upon are Jimmy Garoppolo now has as many interceptions as he does touchdowns in his career. He made right, – we talked about it before. I, I'm pretty sure you brought it up. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or not. Aaron Rodgers has the place – like, he doesn't have plays. He has spots that he can throw. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the corner of the end zone is one of them. With Geronimo Allison, Garoppolo made the same throw, not even looking off his back leg. Yeah. No, Garoppolo, Garoppolo had that really nice touchdown. Right. The only problem was at that point, I mean, like, the game was a moot point. Yeah. And, like, anyway, Kirk Cousins looked t- good. We talked about how uh, Aaron Rodgers had all this like stuff wrong with him, like he couldn't plant his feet and everything. He makes those throws without planting his feet most of the time anyway. No, that's true. No, but when you're Are you talking getting, about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you know, yeah. When, no, he usually he mastered he learned how to do that from yeah, yeah, Brett Favre. From Brett Favre. Yeah, they, they he learned, don't. He learned how to throw they, they off, his, have, off his yeah, feet yeah. from Brett Favre. They're, they're, their feet are never usually on the ground. But the problem is, before that, they were able to plant their foot back. Yeah, they were able to move. It's, it's there's a lot that goes into what you do with that leg while you throw. There's a knee injury too. It yeah. wasn't even like a, a calf injury. It was a knee injury. It's the th- so he couldn't do anything so, on that knee. So what's your but, but getting to Corey like you're saying Garoppolo had like a very similar Yeah, it was very similar it was yeah. It was almost the same play except you know, he had two people there instead of just one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it was more of a it was more of a prayer than probably Aaron. He was Rogers. doing that last year where he did the the jazz musician bullshit yeah. where he was just like get it's, open. It's a similar thing. Same thing. What Garoppolo just went through yesterday is in a weird way very similar to what happened to Saquon Barkley. Where like like by the time Garoppolo took over the 49ers, honeymoon period's over. The honeymoon period's over. Like he doesn't 
I know a lot of people from a fantasy standpoint were high on market. Dude, they don't have anybody. Yeah. On, on off the that's 49ers. Why, that's why Kittle Af- had the after you know, Pettis and Kittle. Yeah, Pettis. Pettis I and mean, Kittle. Goodwin would be good, but you're fucking injured. That's what I'm saying. I'll save that. I'll save that. The Goodwin, Goodwin not being there, and McKinnon not being there. That offense is gonna be. That's what that offense is gonna be. It's gonna be Pettis and Kittle, and whenever Goodwin comes back and. They're just gonna throw out somebody there to carry the ball eighteen, to, like a commit, like two or three guys to carry the ball eighteen times a game. And it's just gonna be all on Garoppolo and, like, like, you're not, you don't, you don't. The way if you just took the 49ers roster on paper and looked at it, like this team's not gonna beat Minnesota. Right. They're not gonna. Minnesota is one of the best you, rosters in the NFL. I think. Like I know, Kyle Shanahan's like one of the better he, play callers. Well, no, or? he's he's. He's very like cocky about that, and he's like, "I can manufacture." Like, mm-hmm. And but they they need receivers. Like they just need like one like better end talent. They just old ass Pierre need, Garcon. They needed like, uh yeah. they needed Allen Robinson that went to Chicago. Yeah, and they would have been you know they would have been Allen Robinson. Yeah. Oh, they could have probably won that game maybe. Allen Robinson yeah. makes. Do they? Uh, I mean, it was that close without a top end is, talent. Is, is it is it uh I mean Dez is out there yeah. if they really wanted to. I said a top end talent. <laughs> That's fair. Dez is degraded to a mid tier talent. He deserves to be paid like one. He could probably be a wide out two on most teams. I I would for the 49ers, I would take Dez as a wide out two I would still take him. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd no, have I, him in the red zone. I'm not saying it's a yeah. wrong thing to do, but like if they're they need they need the guy. For they the don't. But the, the the guy is not on the team currently. No. But like that guy, guy is either going to come in the draft next year or in free agency if, next year. If if Kyle Shanahan decides to you know eat his hat and actually say okay I was wrong I need to get somebody. The the ironic thing about that is the Kyle Shanahan thing. Kyle Shanahan's offense, no matter who his quarterback is, is predicated on having a dominant receiver. Right. Which was Josh Gordon when he was in Cleveland, and Josh Gordon led the league in receiving, and then Julio Jones. Kyle Shanahan offenses need a dominant all-purpose receiver, and the 49ers don't have one. Right. And unless they get one, they're going to be okay. They're not going to be bad, but they're... They're still an extremely flawed team. Their their front four looked really good, though. I think DeForest Buckner didn't, had like didn't four he, sacks. Didn't he match his sack total from last year? Nearly I think matched he did. it. Yeah, Oof. yeah, in one game. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins played really well, but uh, I mean, that game pretty much was just like, yeah, the uh, the receivers and the running backs for Minnesota are really good, and the defense is really good, and uh, it just eventually wears on you. So, uh, a thing that happened yesterday, uh, it's football Sunday for people who are listening at a later time. Uh, the people I work with have been doing this thing where everybody would like wear the same color shirt to work every oh, day. Okay. And uh, the day before football Sunday, which was Saturday, they said, let's wear purple tomorrow. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then Sunday morning came. I was like, I can't wear purple. The, 
Minnesota Vikings kicked the Saints out of the playoffs last year. <laughs> so you wore purple today. Yeah. To make up for it. Right. I wore my Kamara jersey to work yesterday. There you go. Yeah, you do. That was a good day. That was a good day to pick the Kamara jersey too. I, I don't. Every time I wear a New Jersey, the Saints lose, which is Week One. That's <laughs> that's fun. Uh, fun little Corey stat. I guess the last thing we'll talk about is uh, before we close out, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the debacle that's going to happen on Thursday. Uh, Bill O'Brien after the Patriots game. Did you see that? No. Okay, so the Patriots, uh, the Patriots and the Texans, obviously Deshaun came in back in. Shocker, Deshaun wasn't very good. I'm shocked and amazed, right? Well, I mean, he didn't play for a whole year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um. It's like Bill Belichick, really like, hey, look, it's the Clemson's playbook. Yeah. It's almost like, wow, this is a college offense. Huh. I wonder what I'll do. Play base defenses to stop a college offense and don't let DeAndre get open. Woo! That was easy. Next week, here we come. <laughs> like, that's how you beat the Texans. Hootie-doo. It's almost like J.J. Watt can't play anymore because he has a surgically repaired back and whole body. Oh, my goodness. And Tyron Matthew is, like, old. Old. And can't play. Wow, it's almost like the Texans aren't going to be a playoff team. Everyone shut up about the Texans and Deshaun Watson, please. Anyway, that's, was, do you feel that better? The, that was the entire quote from Bill Belichick. That was the. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you name, feel better? Name of the episode, Bill Belichick quote. A quote from Bill Belichick. Yeah, a quote from Bill a Belichick. A quote from Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A dinner with Belichick. <laughs> it would just be one glass of orange juice. That would be it. And he would just stare you down the whole yeah. time. He'd brush his teeth the entire time while saying <laughs> that, while drinking there, the orange juice. Just sitting there brushing Like a stuff. savage. Okay, so after the game, okay, so during the game, Gronk had that, Gronk had a really good game, by the way. Um, Gronk had that catch that potentially might have not been a catch had they reviewed it, but it was inside, it was inside of two minutes in the first half. And the Texans couldn't challenge it. And the Patriots, smartly, ran up to the line of scrimmage and ran a play. Well, after the game was over, uh, in Deshaun's press conference, Deshaun was like, you know, I got to do better. I got to, you know, I wasn't, you know, come back from injury. I got to play better. I got to do better for my teammates, yada, yada, all that type of stuff. Um, When Bill O'Brien got asked about, like, the play, and he was like, well, you know, you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, we couldn't, you know, you can't challenge a play in two minutes. And I think somebody in the room was like, well, yeah, but you you could have called a timeout and, like, given the replay people time to look at it. You had timeouts. And Bill O'Brien's exact quote was, well, that's not my job. Hey. Hey. Turn me down. Okay, hold on. Hold turn, on. Turn my, turn my thing down. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, it is! That is 100% your job. That is your job. You're the only one. Bill O'Brien is the only person on the Texans outside of the players on the field that can call a timeout. He is the only one. What do you mean it is not your job? I just think Bill O'Brien's not a very good coach. Oopsie. Oopsie poopsie. He, he misquoted and he meant to say, 
it's not going to be my mo- job much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Rename the episode a quote from Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my job. Nah, no, no, it's nah. not my job should be the episode name. I think. Nah. They took her drips. Nah. They took, <laughs> took... I... It's not my job! Can you spell it's not my job like it's from <laughs> South Park? I. They had to write it in the script. I'll find it somewhere. You find no, it. I'm not going to. Okay. I will title it whatever the fuck I want. You got any a quote from a quote from either you pick either a quote from Bill Belichick or a quote from Bill O'Brien. I like a quote from Bill Belichick because I'm just you know, that whole thing is just ex- exactly what the Bill whole Belichick little thing that say, I said. Except yeah. he would say nothing. That's <laughs> what he would say. Right, but like it just blo- I'm so glad that they football. spent. I'm so glad people spend so much time on it this morning because people were, like he. I don't know what happened after he said that, but like. The GM kicked him, maybe? No? I don't oh, know. Like, I'm talking, like, from a meet. If you're a newspaper person in tech, in, 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 in for the Texans, or in obviously they were playing, I think they were playing in Foxborough. I think the game was in Foxborough. If you're a, a Boston reporter and you ask Bill O'Brien that question and his response is, that's not my job, what, what do you say? Like, just like, uh. You put in your two weeks and move somewhere else. I think that was the final question he got asked because I don't think anyone else in the room was like, um. Bill, like, you're the head coach. That's your job. It's kind of, it's, That's kind of your job. Ooh, sorry, Bill. It's in a weird way, in a weird kind of roundabout way. Not saying he did this, but like it kind of because the only other person that could that can call timeout at that point is the players on defense, right? That's yeah, the only other. Very true. So essentially, what Bill O'Brien is saying is like, oh well, it's the player's fault, not mine, not my fault. I don't uh, have a chin. I mean, like, sometimes people have, have like, you know, if, uh, the coaches say, like, if you have, if you think something's not what it is, mm-hmm. tell me or whatever. Yeah. And when you're in, when they're rushing and hurrying up. Yeah. Like, I know it's a weird position for a defensive player to like try to call it or to, to call a timeout mm-hmm. or whatever. It is, to be fair, yeah. But yeah, no way, no way, no way does a defensive player who defensive player who sees New England's entire team rushing up to the line and they're all like, "Oh fuck, we have to get on the fucking line." Right. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no way one of them thinks that's about true, but a that. Timeout. But that's the reason why the quote from Bill O'Brien makes no sense because like you can't expect the players on the field right to make that decision. So. You're the only other one that can do it. Right. So you saying it's not your job is is erroneous. It's not correct. You're wrong. It's your job, man. I'm not trying to say the Texans win the game. No, but no like, not at all. No way. But they certainly, I mean, the Patriots don't get down the field and add more points. They could have done better. They, yes. Well, at least Bill O'Brien the next morning realized how dumb he was. This morning, I guess he said... In hindsight, maybe I should have called that timeout. <laughs> Turn me down again. And that's <laughs> it for us on Football After Dark. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we're going to ho- segue. I hope you like the new show format. This is how it's going to be for the next 17 weeks. Enjoy! Yay! Yeah. Wait, where are people listening to us, Jusby? Nowhere. 